The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bets with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, May the 31st, currently 5.03 on the East Coast. Last day of May, and we're here to handicap the games for Thursday, June the 1st. Seven-game schedule on the diamond, and joining me here to help me break it down, you guys know him as the voice of the NFL Gambling Podcast, and of course, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, it's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, what's going on, my man? What's going on, Munoff? Good to be with you today. Uh, Good to have some day baseball back, you know? Uh, Detroit got there over the Rangers, and then we got a nice plus price there with the Halos on the road, just fading Lance Lynn, but uh, no, good to be back with you. A hot day here on the East Coast. How about you? Yeah, it's starting to be that time, uh, summertime, where uh, the the temperatures are going to start rising, and um, hopefully we have more runs being scored. I know, obviously, with humidity and heat, the balls travel further. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, we have a great summer of baseball. I know we've been doing pretty well to start the season here, but um, Thursdays and Mondays are usually the days where we have less games still, and only seven games on the schedule mm-hmm. here. For Thursday, but we'll rock it as usual. Uh, I guess we'll just mention it at the top. Um, the Astros game is the only game that does not have lines right now. Uh, no official pitcher yet for the Astros, but me and Dylan believe it is going to be Framber Valdez uh, as the Astros will be hosting the Halos. So we'll keep an eye on it as we kind of get through the games here. If it does pop up, we'll definitely... Um, Definitely mentioned that uh, for the Astros, but everything else is pretty much set. Uh, shout out to the chat again. Uh, the usual faces, Riley, Kaysen, and Randy there as well. Still waiting for TV, uh, DBJ, and Captain Insano. Those guys are still missing, but I'm sure they'll be going to joining us soon. Uh, Dylan, let's just dive right into it, man. Um, probably be a pretty quick episode with only seven games, but uh, we'll do it as we usually do. So let's get over. Uh, to the first game of the, I believe it's an afternoon start as my screen goes blank here. Give me one second. I have to go back. Uh, let's see here. All right, here we go. Game lines. All right, first game on the board, we have a 107 Eastern start between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Toronto Blue Jays. Freddie Peralta gets the start here for the Milwaukee Brewers. Kevin Gossman takes the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Looking at another site as my other screen has still gone blank, but I'm seeing the Blue Jays are minus 180 favorites at home. The take back price of plus 155 for the Milwaukee Brewers. Total set at eight and a half. Run line minus one and a half, plus 115 for the Blue Jays, and plus one and a half, minus 135 uh, for the Brewers. Freddie Peralta on the season thus far for the Brewers has been a little underwhelming, I guess we can say. Last start was a very rough start for him against the San Francisco Giants. The Brewers ended up losing that game 15 to 1. Only lasted two and one-thirds innings pitch in that game. Eight Gave up eight hits, four earned runs, 10 runs overall. 
gave up uh, two long bombs as well on the season. He is five and four with the 4.64 ERA last three games. He's been getting shelled one and two with the 8.56 ERA 13 and two thirds innings pitched. He's allowed 13 earned runs in that span. And on the road is where he's really gotten to trouble uh, for the Brewers. Just one and two with a 6.45 ERA. He's allowed 16 earned runs in 22 and two thirds. Uh, sorry, 22 and one thirds innings pitched for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Kevin Gossman on the other side still hasn't recorded a decision yet at home. Uh, overall on the season, he is three and three with a 3.03 ERA. Um, has been doing really well in Roger Stadium where he has a 2.10 ERA. So um, I feel like this one was pretty simple for, for me, uh, Dylan. I'm going to take the Blue Jays on the run line here at a nice plus price of minus one and a half. I think the bats of the Blue Jays can get to Freddie Peralta and Gossman can continue pitching the way he has been, especially at home for the Toronto Blue Jays. So I'll take the Blue Jays on the run line here, minus one and a half, plus 115 here, Dylan. Yeah, I like the plus price getting the Blue Jays on the run line. Uh, price is a little high for the Blue Jays on the money line, but I do like the under yeah. eight and a half. Uh, I made my total 7.8. Kevin Gossman, like you said, he's been pretty good at home this season. 210 ERA, just seven runs given up in 30 innings. Batters only hitting 204 off of him. Brewers, they haven't really scored too many runs this past week either. You know, they've actually lost four of the last five games, kind of slipping a little. And Blue Jays at home have been an under team all season. So, I think Gossman, he's going to have success at home limiting the bats of the Brewers. I do like the plus price for the Blue Jays on the run line, but I also like the under eight and a half. All right. Uh, next game on the board, it is going to be a 110 Eastern start. We got an NL East matchup between the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Mets. Pitchers uh, for this game for the Phillies are going to be Taiwan Walker for the Philadelphia Phillies and Mad Max, Max Scherzer is on the mound uh, for the New York Mets. Looking at the lines for this game, the Mets are a minus 165 home favorite, where the Phillies are a plus 140 road underdog. Total is set at 8.5 with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5, plus 135 for the Mets, and plus 1.5, minus 155 for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I believe this is Taiwan Walker's. Uh, first start against his former team here, Dylan. Yes, sir, it is. And I don't know if this is a good spot for him. I'm on another under, under eight and a half. I got it at even money. I set my total at eight. Uh, we usually see tight ball games between the Mets and Phillies, especially in New York. It is kind of a hitter's ball, uh, a pitcher's ballpark, excuse me. Last night, game ended 2 nothing. Uh, Mets surprisingly got the win, too. Uh, I think it's another good spot for them, but. I'm not the most confident, you know, Scherzer. He has been lights out at home this season. He hasn't actually let up a single run in his two starts at City Field. Mets also did win both of those games. Uh, I don't know what it is, but Scherzer just seems to be locked in when he pitches at City Field. And as for the Phillies offense, for whatever reason, they've kind of regressed a little. They've gotten out of the top 10, only two hits last night, six runs in the past three games. So I think this might be a bad spot for them. I think Scherzer will be locked in tomorrow. He's probably going to limit the bat of the Philly. So Mets, they're not scoring a bunch of runs either. I like under eight and a half. Yeah, ever since um Mad Max has returned 
the suspension. He's been really good for the New York Mets. Uh, over his last three games, he's 2-0 and with a 1.00 ERA. 18 innings pitch. He's only allowed two earned runs, 19 strikeouts to three walks. Um, and again, like uh, Dylan mentioned, that he's been really good at home as well uh, in City Field, where he's pitched 11 innings and only allowed a whole... Uh, goose egg of runs uh, to the opposition. So I like another run line here. I do like your underplay as well. Uh, I'm going to go back to a minus one and a half price here, plus 135 for the New York Mets. I just think uh, Scherzer is going to pitch one. I do think that Walker will probably give up a few to the Mets uh, bats as well. I think there's a really good spot here for the Mets. So I'll take the Mets minus one and a half plus 135. Um, if you are a parlay player, maybe it's a nice parlay piece for minus 165 on the Mets as well. If you want to put that together with the Blue Jays. So um yeah, those are a couple of options there. Uh, before we keep it rolling here, Dylan, let me tell everyone about the new sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is going to be Edge Boost. Um, this episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you could do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on your favorite bet you like or even use to create an awesome middle or even a hedge opportunity. Edgeboost isn't some sleazy loan shark They as they charge 0% interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without having to pay any interest? I can find one. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Dylan, next game on the docket we have. Let me go back to my screen again. Another 110 Eastern start. We got the San Diego Padres. They are down in Florida to take on the Marlins. Joe Musgrove gets a start here for the San Diego Padres. And Jesus Lazardo gets a start here for the Miami Marlins. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Padres are a minus 120 uh, road favorite, even money on the money line for the Marlins. Total set at eight. Run line minus one and a half, plus 140 for the Padres, and plus one and a half, minus 165 for the Marlins here. Dylan, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I'm going to another question, but I got to ask you, serious question, Moonoff. Are the Marlins a better team right now than the Padres? You know, I, I've... I've, we're off kind of been waiting for this offense for the Padres to show up just because of the names that they have. I mean, they're top five guys. They should be tops in all offense. Or not, they should be at least top three in all offensive categories with the yeah. type of lineup that this team has and just hasn't worked out for them for whatever reason. But yeah, um, I'm not sure if they are the better team. Um, right now, in current form, you could say the Marlins uh, are, but. I think eventually the Padres will get it together. Yeah, on paper, Padres definitely have the star power, but I think it's a kind of a coin flip game. I feel like these teams are much more comparable. The gap is closer than I guess we thought going into this season. Um, but the Marlins, they're top 10 in batting average. They don't strike out. And when they get on base, they're aggressive. They steal. They're top 10 in total hits. It's hard not to give credit to this Marlins team. Padres, they're, for all their star power, they're only hitting 222 on the year. Mar uh, Marlins, they're hitting 259. So they really don't have star power, but they are a better hitting team right now. So I'm going to continue to ride the under with the Padres. 17 and 34 on the under this season, 7 to 17. 
18 toward the under on the road. Marlins, they're also an under team, especially at home, 8-15 and 15 toward the under at home. Musgrove, he's much better on the road, and in his last four starts, all been low scoring. They've all gone under the number. So I think we see another low scoring, maybe 3-1, 4-2 type game. But uh, I got under 8 at plus money. I set my total at 7.7, so I'm going to take another under. Yeah, Padres are a little bit above league average when it comes to um, uh, batting numbers against left-hand pitching. WRC Plus, they are number 13. Um, Looking at team batting average against left-handed pitching, they are number 17. So they're... I think it just averages out for them being a average team against left-handed pitching. But again, we're all just kind of waiting for this, this uh, offense to show up for the Padres, but I I agree with you. I do like the under in this game. I'm right there with you on that under. Uh, All right. On the board, we have a 340 Eastern start between an NL West matchup, Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Chase Anderson gets a start here for the Colorado Rockies, and Zach Davies gets a start here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Diamondbacks are a minus 165 home favorite, plus 140 on the money line for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Over-under set at 10 and minus 115 towards the over Run line minus one and a half plus one fifteen for the Diamondbacks and plus one and a half minus one thirty five for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, D Rock, what do you got for this game? Yeah, it's going to be another under for me, Munoff. Uh, under 10.5, I actually see 10.5 at FanDuel. 10, you could get a little cheaper at minus 105. Either one is good. I set my total at 9.1. Zach Davies seems like he has a high ERA, but he hasn't been that bad. If you look under the hood, only one hiccup against the Dodgers. But outside that game, he's been pretty solid uh, in both of those games. Ended 2-1 in a very low-scoring game. And on the other side, Chase Anderson... He's only making his second start on the road, but he only pitched two innings in that first start. So don't know how much really he could put into that. But his last three starts where he was able to actually go deep into the game, five innings in all three starts, he's only allowed three runs in 15 and two-thirds innings. And those three games all went under this number as well. So we saw a lower lower scoring game last night between these two teams. I think it ended around 5-1-6-1. So... Uh, It kind of seems like the Rockies' bats died out a little bit as well after going on that run. So I think we see another similar type game, 4-2, 5-1, something like that. But 10.5 seems too big. So give me the under. Yeah, man, Chase Anderson has been actually really good so far for the Colorado Rockies in his three starts, like you mentioned. Uh, 15 and two-thirds innings pitch. He's only allowed three earned runs in that span, four walks, um, and a total of eight strikeouts. So um, I I I think it was the last game I thought against the Mets where he would blow up, but he he didn't. He pitched a really good game at home in Coors Field. They kind of take a look at the overall numbers for him. Um, this is only going to be his second uh, or his first official start on the road um, for the Rockies, but I felt like there was some value here on the Colorado Rockies on the plus price, especially how well Chase Anderson's been playing. Zach Davies, I know he had uh, four starts last season against the Rockies. Um, two of them were really great at home in Arizona, uh, where he went 11 and one third innings pitch. Don't didn't allow any earned runs in that game, but in the two starts in Colorado is where he did get into trouble. So 
I argue about the under here. I just feel like these two pitchers are in good form right now, especially Chase Anderson. Yeah. I like the under, like you mentioned. I'm also going to go with the Colorado Rockies on the money line here, or at least in the first five innings. Give me the Colorado Rockies first five inning money line here behind Chase Anderson. Um. All right. Next game on the board is going to be, let's see here, a nightcap game. A 7-10 Eastern start between the Cincinnati Reds and the Boston Red Sox. Hunter Green gets to start here for the uh, Cincinnati Reds and um, Chris Sale, left-handed pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. I do see that the Reds are a plus 135 underdog in this game. Chris Sale and the Red Sox are a minus 155 home favorite. Total is set at nine. Uh, looks like it's headed towards an eight and a half with a little bit of big towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 135 for the Red Sox and plus one and a half minus 155 for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, Hunter Green thus far this season. Um, I can say he's been better than last season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he had a really good start in his last start, his best start of the season. Six shutout innings against the Chicago Cubs. Didn't allow any hits in that game to the Cubbies. Finished that game with 11 strikeouts. He's had back-to-back starts with double-digit strikeouts. He's faced the Yankees and the Chicago Cubs. Um, But with Hunter Green, we know it's either that he's going to give up hard contact and he's going to give up home runs, or he's going to strike you out. And that's pretty much what it is for Hunter Green. Uh, Chris Sale on the other side, um, since he came back from the or his first couple starts, they were very wobbly starts, as Malcolm likes to say. Um, at least his first three starts where he allowed a total of 15 earned runs. But over his last three starts here, Dylan, he's been really good for the Red Sox. Um, 2-0 with a 1.80 ERA, 20 innings pitch. He's only allowed four earned runs to the opposition over those last three starts. And in Fenway Park, yeah, he's 1-0 with a 3.86 ERA, 16 innings pitch. He has allowed 10 earned runs. Uh, in that span but again most of those came against the baltimore orioles where he did allow seven earned runs so seven of the ten earned runs that he's allowed at fenway park came all in one start which was his first start this season on april 1st against the orioles um i'm gonna back the red sox here i like them on the money line another run line or another run line play for me as well at a plus price of plus 135 Chris Sale, I like what I like what I've seen over his last three starts. I think they can carry that into uh, Fenway Park, and like I mentioned, he's pitched, pitched really well at home for the Red Sox as well. Over his last three starts at home, he's allowed a combined of three earned runs uh, in those starts, and he's gone. Let's see here, 14, 20 and one thirds innings in those starts. So, I think it's going to stay in great form here. I think the the batting lineup of the Red Sox can get to Hunter Green here and tag him for a few runs. Uh, I'm going to go with the Red Sox in this game here, Dylan. Yeah, what a nice little streak the Reds have been on. You know, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people are it be a public play, especially at the underdog price. I see plus 140, plus 135s out there. They've won four in a row. They just beat the Red Sox last night. They're scoring a bunch of runs. 
Uh, but I do like the Red Sox. I do. I did make them a minus one seventy favorite, so I, I do like them. I like the plus price as well with on the run line. I actually like the over over nine at minus one hundred five. I set my total at a nine point eight. The way the Reds have been swinging the bat, they've gone over in four straight games, and they've actually been an over team this whole season. Thirty and twenty three toward the over, seven and three in their last ten. So we already know what the Red Sox have been doing towards the over this season. So. 18 and 7 toward the over at Fenway. And Reds, sneakily enough, they're a top 10 offense right now. We already know the uh, Red Sox are a top 10 offense as well. Reds, I think they're hitting 280 off of lefties as well. I think Chris Sale could give up runs, but I also agree where I think Hunter Green will give up some runs too. So agree with the Red Sox run line play, but I also like the over. There are actually even eight and a halfs out there as well. So. Yeah, definitely again, shop around for the best numbers if you, uh, if you obviously like one way or the other. But yeah, like Dylan, you mentioned um, on the season, the Reds against left-handed pitching, 280 team batting average, which ranks number six in the entire league on base percentage, is number nine uh, in yeah. the entire league. Isn't there for them, but uh, they are above league average at number 12. And uh, uh, OPS... They are also number 10 against left-handed pitching. So they're mostly in top 10 categories against left-handed pitching so far this season. And on uh, Wednesday night, they also face another left-handed pitcher in James Paxton. So that might be another game where you do see runs being put up by both of these teams um, in that game. Um, before we get to the final couple of games here for the Thursday schedule, let me tell everyone about two contests that are happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network in honor of the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup uh, Finals. Um, it's exclusively on the SGPN app. There's, uh, like I mentioned, a series, uh, sorry, NBA Finals uh, series long prop bets and then also for the Stanley Cup uh, and game-by-game -game props as well. So again, make sure if you guys are joining these contests, which you should be because they are completely free. And that's how we do it on SGPN. And if you don't have the app already, I don't know why you don't have it. Make sure to download it, go to your app store, whether it's a Google play store, whether it's the app store, just download the SGPN app, hit that contest tab. You'll see both the NBA finals and the Stanley cup uh, contest on there. Winner of each contest gets a hundred dollar SGPN gift card uh, for each of those contests. So I don't know what the odds might be on Dylan on uh one person winning both of those contests, but there's a lot of great stuff in that merch store. Uh, a lot of great t-shirts, um, fan shirts, a lot of great stuff, and novelty items as well. So hop into the contest for the NBA finals and the Stanley cup as well. But again, make sure it's free to enter, but it's only exclusively on the SGPN app. Uh, all right, Dylan, let's get over to the final couple games here on the Thursday schedule. We will go to the penultimate game, uh, 840 Eastern start, sorry, 740 Eastern start between the Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins, a battle of the AL Central teams. Uh, Tanner Bybee gets a start here for the Cleveland Guardians and for the Twins. I believe it is Pablo Lopez that's going to get the start for the Twins. Uh, Twins are a minus 130 home favorite here, Dylan, and plus 110 on the money line for the Cleveland Guardians. Total is set at eight with a little bit of vig towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 155. 
for the Twins and plus one and a half, minus 180 for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. I'll start here with Tanner. Uh, he's actually been pretty solid for this Cleveland Guardians team. On the season, he is one and one with a 2.88 ERA, 34 and one thirds innings pitched, 11 earned runs. Uh, he's only given up to the opposition at, um, sorry, on the road. No decision yet. Uh, he's pitched 11 and one third innings there, 3.18 ERA, four earned runs. He's allowed eight strikeouts to four walks. It's really been in Cleveland where he has been dominant, but this game is on the road. He's had two road starts thus far this season. Both have come against the New York teams, the Mets and the Gar. Sorry, the Mets and the Yankees, and he did take losses in both of those games. But he did pitch pitch pretty well in both of those starts. In combined, like I mentioned, eleven and one thirds innings pitched, and gave up four earned runs. On the other side for the Minnesota Twins, we have uh, Pablo Lopez. Uh, trying to pull up his numbers here quickly because the site I used still has TBD for the Twins, but. Pablo Lopez on the season, 3-3 three and three with a 4.11 ERA, 81 strikeouts to 20 walks. Um, the walks are an issue for Pablo Lopez. He's allowed at least three walks in three of his last four starts. His last start came against the, uh, sorry, the Toronto Blue Jays, where he went five and two-thirds innings, allowed four earned runs. Uh, and then his previous start against, or two starts ago against the Dodgers was another bad start for him as well. How he's done in Minnesota thus far this season, 2-1 and one with a 5.46 ERA, 29 and two-thirds innings pitch. He's allowed 18 earned runs in that span. Uh, and on the road, he's pitched a lot better, 1-2 and two with a 3.00 ERA. But I'd like the value here with Tanner uh, Bybee and the Cleveland Guardians. Um, at plus 110, I'm going to take them. I don't trust Pablo Lopez. We've seen multiple times this bullpen for the Minnesota Twins has given up a lot of leads. We saw them do it against the Houston Astros. Um, and there's only really two times I want to back this Minnesota Twins team is when Joe Ryan is on the mound and when Sonny Gray is on the mound. Those two uh, pitchers have been very profitable for me within the first five innings. But I believe I have the better pitcher here in the Guardians with with Bybee. Um, the bullpen has been bad, like I mentioned, for the Twins. and I just don't trust Pablo Lopez. So I'll take the plus price here on the Guardians, plus 110 on the money line here for me, uh, Dylan. Yeah, I see even plus 116 out there. So uh, if you want to shop around and get a better number with the Guardians, uh, I'm actually going to be on the Twins here. going to be on the opposite side. I got them at home, okay. minus 130. Actually, my numbers made them a minus 160 favorite. I think they have a slight. I wouldn't say big advantage, but I think a slight advantage. He's kind of been up and down, Pablo Lopez, but at home, the Twins have won four of his last five starts at home this season. You're right. I, I do think the walks are an issue. He gets himself into trouble sometimes, command issues. But, you know, he is good for a few runs. I think the the Guardians, can, and especially, you know, Kaysen said in the chat, the offense is starting to break out a little, so maybe they do take advantage of him. But Twins, they are good at home, 16-12 and 12 straight up, while the Guardians, they're under 500, 12-14 straight up. I do think we see a lower-scoring game. I lean under 8. I set my total at 7.2. I think it could be a lower-scoring game. But I do think the Twins have a little better of a lineup. I'm going to trust Pablo Lopez to bounce back here at home. I wouldn't lay more than 140 with the Twins at home, but right now at minus 130, I think it's a good price. So I'm going to be on the other side. All right. Um, and then like we mentioned, the last game of the night, it's going to be the a battle of a AL West teams, the Los Angeles Angels and the Houston Astros, 8-10 Eastern start. 
Uh, Reed Detmers is what I'm seeing for the Angels here, Dylan. Is that, is that what you see uh, for them as well? Yeah, I got Reed Detmers going for the Angels and then for Amber Valdez for the Astros. Okay. Um, I can quickly get into Reed Detmers here. I don't, again, still no lines up yet. Um, Detmers has been pretty consistent, I guess we can say, about giving up runs. He's given up at least two earned runs in every single one of his starts. Um, he hasn't made it. Uh, he's only made it to the sixth inning in just one of his nine starts this season. Um, and again, this is another uh, pitcher that uh, um, gives up a lot of walks. He's given up at least two walks in five straight starts. He's allowed three walks in two of his last five starts as well. On the road so far this season, 0-2 with a 4.43 ERA. He's allowed 14 runs overall, and 10 of them have been earned on the road. Still no win yet for Reed Detmers, where he is 0-4 on the season with a 4.93 ERA. And at night, um, 0-3 with a 5.34 ERA. I'm going to try to see how he's done against the Astros in his career. Um, let me see here. Reed Detmers. Uh, not too bad. One and one with a 3.98 ERA. Um, his last start against the Astros came back on September 2nd of last season, where he went four and one thirds, allowed four earned runs. But all four of his starts against the Astros, uh, coincidentally, did all come at Angel Stadium. Framber Valdez on the other side is what we think is, or who is going to be the starter for the Houston Astros. Um, five and four on the season with a 2.38 ERA, 77 strikeouts of 15 walks. Last five games, he's been really good for the Astros, three and one with a 2.18 ERA. Despite having a one and four record at home this season, he has a 2.45 ERA in that span. Um, he just had one bad start against Chicago Cubs, which was back on May 15th, where he did allow four earned runs and four starts, but in his last two starts, which came against the Oakland A's, I don't know how much we can take away from it. Uh, 15 walks, sorry, 15 innings pitched, um, only allowed one earned run in that span. And against the Angels in his career, Framber Valdez is 8 and 4 with a 3.73 ERA. Uh, that's in, been in 16 total appearances. He did have one start earlier this season against the Angels back on May 9th here, Dylan, in LA. A beautiful outing. Eight eight innings pitched. He allowed one earned run and 12 strikeouts. Two of his last three starts against the Angels, he's recorded double-digit strikeouts, 13 strikeouts, and 12 strikeouts. So if you want to take a look at a um, uh, strikeout prop for Framber Valdez and also a walk prop for uh, Reed Detmers, I think that might be a way to attack it. But I do feel comfortable uh, with uh, Framber Valdez on the mound here for the Astros. I know we don't have lines, but Dylan, what did you? Uh, what did your lines come out to for this game? Yeah, so my lines came out. I made the Astros a minus one fifty favorite. Minus one and a half is at minus one hundred five. So hopefully we can get a plus price on the Astros on the run line. Uh, same thing for the Angels, but reverse. And as for the total, I made my total eight point four. So, like you said, uh, I don't know. You got to think they'll open up as the favorite at home. The Astros, you know, they are the hotter team right now 17 and 8 straight up in the month of may they're playing really good baseball right now the astros they've won four straight uh of valdez's starts and the last time he faced them like you said earlier in the month eight strong innings only allowed one run struck out 12 batters and it was the only it was only the home run that he gave up so i think the astros i think they could win comfortably here yeah. might be a unit and a half play hopefully they don't uh, uh end up like 
too egregious of a favorite at home. But uh, yeah, I'm not in the business of back and read Demers. Like you said, he walks a lot of play, uh, guys, so maybe a walk prop would be interesting here. But I'll probably be on the Astros here. If we could get a plus price on the run line, I'd happily take that. Yep. All right. Uh, so we'll wait, again, wait for those lines to come out. But that was the only game that was really off the board uh, for the seven game schedule on Thursday. So that was the last game to handicap one order of business left here. Dylan, that is going to be our lock and dog for the Thursday schedule. Again, limited menu to pick from. But again, we will hopefully provide some more winners for you guys. Dylan, why don't you lead us off, man? What do you got for your lock and dog? Yeah, so my lock, I was going to go in the same game, but since the number got up there, I'm going to take the under 10.5 with the Rockies in the D-back. Zach Davies and Chase Anderson, like you said, they've been really serviceable this season, Zach Davies. Like I said, I think the the, the ERA is a little skewed because of that one hiccup, but uh, Chase Anderson, he's been good, only three runs and 15 and two-thirds innings. So I think we see a lower-scoring game. Under 10.5 is my lock. And for my dog, just going to fade the Padres. I'm going to continue to fade them, fade Joe Musgrove. Uh, I don't think they're a good hitting team right now. I think Marlins will be able to get to them. So home puppies, give me the Marlins here. Uh, I saw that plus 110. Is that still the number? Do you see that? Uh, for the Marlins? Yeah. Um, I think I see a even money now for them. But they're still oh. technically an underdog. Okay, so is, if, if you allow it, I'll take that. If not, hopefully we could get Astros on the run line. But either or, th- those are my dogs. Yeah, that works. Uh, all right, for my lock, I am going to go... Hmm. They're both plus prices anyway, so I don't think it really matters which way I go. Uh, for my lock, give me the Toronto Blue Jays, minus 1.5, plus 115 on the run line. Um Freddie Peralta, we talked about it. It's just really a fate of him. He just hasn't been very good this season for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, especially on the road. We discussed the numbers. I think the Blue Jays bats are going to be able to get to him. Um, and I think Kevin Gossman will continue being brilliant at Rogers Center or Rogers Stadium or wherever they call it um, up there in Toronto. So I'll take the run line. I think they do win by at least two runs here. So minus one and a half plus 115 for my lock. And for my dog, I'm going to take your Mets, Dylan. They were good to me um, on the last time I was on the mm. pod. I took them on the run line at a very nice plus 155 price. Did barely get the victory of 2 uh, nothing in that game. But with Max Scherzer, since he has returned from that suspension in those three games, he's been absolutely brilliant. And I think that's going to continue um, on Thursday afternoon against the Philadelphia Phillies, whose offense... Uh, has kind of gone uh, missing, and I think that Max Scherzer will continue his dominance. Um, he's done well against the Phillies in his career. Taiwan Walker, not a guy that I can trust either. I think the Mets can tag him for a few runs. So at minus one and a half, plus 125 on the run line for the New York Mets, that is going to be my dog for the day. Uh, uh, all right, man. Uh, short pod here today, 33 minutes. And again, we only had seven games games on schedule anything else we want to mention dylan before we get out of here uh no uh just make sure you guys like subscribe and leave a review it literally takes five seconds when you're subscribing also uh wmba podcast with scott and terrell uh, we're probably gonna drop three episodes a week it's 
WNBA is kind of hard. They don't release lines uh, like baseball where we could do it 24 hours in advance. So uh, make sure you guys like and subscribe over at the WNBA pod as well. We're trying to steal the followers from the NBA pod. I know, Munaf, you guys got a lot over there. Yeah, we do our best. But, hey, man, we support both the men and the women. So it's uh, it's, uh, it's a shared thing there. So, yeah, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the WNBA Gambling Podcast with my guys Terrell, Dylan, and Scott over there. Um, they've been crushing it. I know they did really well last season as well. So uh, for fan of hoops, uh, make sure to stay uh, throughout the summer with the ladies, man. It's, there's, it's a good opportunity to make a lot of money there with the WNBA. Uh, all right, we'll be back tomorrow for the Friday games. Uh, like Dylan said, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. And please leave us a rating or review have you, if you haven't already. Uh, until then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Mm-hmm.